Alright, alright, alright. Welcome to another episode of the Movie Shack. Today we're going to be doing Next Level Chef. Let me tell you, I usually do not have a lot of patience for cooking shows. Just because, like, a lot of interaction seems forced. And, you know, it's just like, I know it's supposed to be reality TV, but a lot of people are just, like, boring and stuff. But I do see it for Gordon Ramsay. He, like, cracks me up. Because, first of all... They're, like, so rude for no reason. Like, he'll just, like, mm. he'll try somebody's food and either, like, spit it out. You know, he's gotten better with tossing things. He must have got a few lawsuits because he definitely stopped, you know, calling people idiot sandwiches and stuff. And really breaking down their whole entire spirit. But, you know, he's he's got a little bit of shame, so I watch for that. As well as for his eye for talent. And so, Next Level Chef is kind of a take on, like, if the platform movie was about a cooking show instead of a prison um i don't know if you've seen platform it's on netflix you can check it out um it was okay i was a little bored because a lot of it is expositional and uh, because they have a limited scene i don't know if it was a pandemic movie or not i didn't actually check it out um to see what it was filmed but um because it's such a limited um set you know, you have to have really dynamic characters. The storyline is more interesting than the execution. But anyway, Gordon must have seen the film. Overall, the film starts out with the premise that, you know, everybody's in a prison. And that the food is delivered on a platform that goes level to level. The platform starts at the top. And everything knows everything good at the top. The crop is there. The cream is there. And as you roll down, that's when you get into the bottom of the barrel. The bare minimum. And a lot of times, feces and dead bodies. They were real rude in the platform movie. Like, they didn't give no fucks. With this premise, though, it's going to be three kitchen levels. The good kitchen, so the top kitchen. The middle kitchen. You know, the middle kitchen is very commercial. Stainless steel. It's got good things for people who work in like the service industry but the top kitchen is more of like you were executive chef and it was like your home kitchen or you were a private chef really all the best appliances things that cut down time and stuff like that so you can really optimize and cook with just a level of flair and then the bottom kitchen is a bunch of white refrigerators um stoves that look like dishwashers it's just it really is a mess everything's outdated limited tools there's usually one of everything and not multiple and so people who are working in the bottom kitchen have to struggle and in the top kitchen they kind of just average out um, maybe in the middle kitchen in the top kitchen they, they can excel and have literally the best of everything and so what they want to see is if the chef is good enough, you can really make a dish with the least amount or the best ingredients with the best equipment or the least amount of equipment and just really be able to excel to the next level. Uh, get it? Yes. So there are 15 contest contestants and then they're going for a prize of $250,000. So that's no small change. And... Uh, mentorship with the three judge chefs and that would be Gordon Ramsay's Nakisha Arrington and is it Robert or Richard Blair I don't know Blair Blaze sorry I just call him Blaze I don't know if which is his real name I want to say it's Richard Blaze you guys keep me honest um, yeah I can look into that so y'all know me I'm extra I provided this whole Excel file you'll be able to find it on the website um, which I'll link this review to to review who I think is going to win so we definitely had some characters 
this season and I want to review some of their dishes um just because you know they a mess child they a mess um a lot of people was like they were like they'd have bright shining moments and then literally burn and crash in a fiery hell afterwards almost made Gordon stroke out so with the 15 different chefs they're going to be split up to three different teams team Ramsey's team Arrington and team blaze and then they are social media chefs home chefs and professional chefs so social media chefs you know they really have made their bread and butter um, on being able to plate a dish well so really being able to show and utilize how that dish would look but might not necessarily be able to translate that into an effective dish for consumption and so that is where the actual professional chefs may excel a little bit more but you know not everything because some things can be taught and other things are just ingrained in talent and so the home chefs are used to cooking for their family and we know family lies they will tell you that your potato salad with peas is the best shit they've ever had it is a goddamn lie don't do that stop doing that but Anyway, all the chefs come here and they're going to start out with cooking a welcome dish. And so, you know, it's really the luck of the draw about whether you're going to get the top, the middle, or the bottom. Later on, the rules kind of change with the assignment. you got to earn your way into cooking in a good kitchen. And I do like that premise, that you can work your way up from the bottom and that you can fall from grace if you're not consistent. Because honestly, listen, we're not going to give you anything. You're only as good as your last plate, your next level dish, okay? So with the first one, they have a wide variety of different ingredients. I'm going to tell you right now, I have not cooked with a lot of things. I do consider myself a fake-ass chef. You know, I'll fancy up something. I'll make you some ghetto ramen that you won't even know is not authentic. But there's just certain things, mediums, I haven't cooked with because, one, I'm not interested in really eating it. And so that's why I would never consider myself a next-level chef because I know my lane and I stay in my lane. Some of these people didn't know their lane and they didn't stay in it. And they tried some risks. Some of the risks paid off. Some of the risks backfired. So let's get into it. So episode one, they rank the contestants by how well their dish did. So Ruel is a professional chef uh, working um, from the Caribbean. I think he was born in Brooklyn or Bronx, something would it be, you know what I mean? Um, I know the two are not the same. Please don't come for me. Come for your mama. Don't bother me. I was just a joking, okay? Bing bong. But anyway, he has the first top-ranking dish for the series, making a potted meat with celery root and kale. Now, I'm going to tell you right now, I looked at it. I wouldn't have been able to tell that was meat. It did look like cat food, but he made it look like appetizing cat food. And that's why they gave him top dish because he had a very delicious dish using literally shit. It was bullshit and he turned it into something great. And from coal, he got diamonds or whatever comes from coal. I don't know, gemstones, rhinestones, some shit like that. But anyway, he was able to transcend and have the next level dish. And so right off the bat, He's big in this thing. You know, he already had a kind of an ego. Um, for me, I definitely think he's going to be um, top three, if not the winner. But I don't really see it for him, and I'm going to tell you why later. We're going to have some issues. I mean, I'm not saying it's on site. I don't want to fight the man. But I do realize that he doesn't really do it for me. I don't see it for him. 
Um, the next chef, Zach, came in second. He made a trout with zucchini, brown butter puree. It sounds good. They really gave him that second dish because he did this um, whole fish cooking. It's very hard not to want to chop the fish up into more appeasing cuts. So to be able to just throw that whole fish on there, fin head, everything, gills, you know, they were like applauding him. I'm like, that shit doesn't look good. It looked a little raw to me, but I guess that's the color it's supposed to look. The shit looked great. But I was like, I'm not a professional chef. I know y'all fucking bougie. So sometimes what they call excellence is not necessarily something that I personally would want to eat. Mariah, that's my girl now. Now she's my fan favorite. This girl, she's got an eye for the kitchen. Like Zach, like Ruel, another professional chef. So the top three dishes in the beginning went to professional chefs. I feel like the other chefs were still just finding their way. And so they had to work through finding their footing and getting the confidence the fact that they're competing at a disadvantage of maybe not knowing what a sous vide is or whatever like that. Or somebody told me they didn't, like, later on in the episode said they didn't know what stone fruit was. And, like, when they seen it, they was like, oh, shit, that's just, you mean plums? Like, that's what you meant? Yeah, like, yeah, they mean plums and peaches, bitches. Shit with stones in it. But they didn't recognize that terminology. And so not recognizing the terminology and maybe not necessarily having as much experience with certain mediums of cooking, like seeing a lobster and knowing how to cook it, seeing a trout and knowing what to do with it. Because honestly, if I saw a trout, I'd be like, is it still alive? Do I give it CPR? What do I do with this? I don't want to eat trout. I don't really like fish like that. But I will do the, cre the crustaceans and shit like that. The bottom feeders, don't judge me. I know that they're the scum of the earth and they're literally the rats of the sea. But that shit is delicious. So don't be a mother enough for me again, like I said. So anyway, the next one is Mariah's skirt steak with far, uh, farro and spinach chimichurri. I'll tell you right now, I had to Google what chimichurri was. I definitely have seen it before, but I didn't recognize that name. And I was like, ooh, she got this Mary Poppin' ass dish over here. That's my girl. Anyway, I was excited to see it. She has a very good eye for plating, you know. Even me, an amateur, can see that. Um, Trisha. Trisha is the type of person, she kind of reminds me of like, like a wet noodle. Like, sometimes it's good, and sometimes it's like, ew, it's a wet noodle. Like, But like, in, a, in the right, the right mind frame, the right context, the wet noodle would be good. And in other ones, it could be terrible. That's Trisha. In the right context, she could be great. And in other times, she's burning down the kitchen. You'll hear about it later. But in episode one, she came in fourth with her scallops. You know, was able to perfectly cook it. It's hard to do. A lot of people be burning their scallops. We see you. We don't appreciate it. Number five was Piet. Piet is a Native American. I don't like how much Trisha, Piet, and A are just kind of pigeonholed into being their religion and their cultural, but not religion, uh, their cultural and ethnic backgrounds. I don't feel like they did that to the other chefs. I don't know if that was a request from the chef to be like, yo, I really want to represent and show representation. But I just feel like it kind of felt disingenuous because it felt more like marketing than actual consistency. And that's not on the basis of the chef. It was the interaction and questions from the, the judge chefs. I just felt like like, who you cooking for? My people. I'm just like, is that normally how people would have a conversation in the kitchen? Like, who you rapping? My niggas. Like, okay. Um, but like, what are you cooking? Like, I just, to me, it just felt like, you know, 
bringing it up to bring it up and it didn't really let them have the versatility that other chefs had to say you know yes i'm native american yes i'm asian but also i'm the chef from here 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 i'm my own person i just it felt weird and maybe it's because it was they were only doing these three maybe if they did it for everybody who had um an ethnic background or you know considered a non-caucasian um because y'all you know how they say it. I don't say it. Whoopi says yeah, I don't have no culture. She said it. I didn't say it. Please go to her. Go to Fox. Don't come to me. I didn't say it. She said that. But anyway, moving on. So Piet had the chorizo with the corn puree. A very classic dish. It came out nice. Um, just wasn't as good as some of the previous dishes that had come uh, prior to that. Uh, the pork steak was by Jonathan. Um, Royce made a cauliflower steak florette. Piet and Royce are both social media chefs while Jonathan is a home chef. So this is where we start getting in the filler, the middle of the road chefs who aren't really quite there, but may potentially down the line show they have a little cooking excellence, excellence, you know what I mean? Gary had, oh sorry, let me not skip Angie. Angie's my girl too. I really see it for her. She's one of the older contestants. Um, very got that southern flair she reminds me of someone's grandmother who always tries to feed you um and can really throw down but may not know the different uh, individual utensils for cooking you know what i mean she just knows how to get in the kitchen and throw down she don't need to write a book about it okay so angie made a loin of lamb i really like that she takes a lot of risky meat cuts and dishes like her hero of the dish everybody else picking like regular shit that pretty much anybody can cook because like anybody can excuse me make a chorizo or anybody can maybe make a pork steak you can't really fuck up cauliflower you can't like i mean okay that's not true you can't actually fuck up cauliflower because you can make it too uh you can not make it too moist not dry it out properly or overcook it and make it too dry but what i'm saying is i think it's harder to make a delicious loin of lamb than it is to make a delicious pork steak or chorizo the chorizo is doing most of the work for you you know what i mean um Gary, another social media chef, he made a chicken fried uh, schnitzel. Uh, I think schnitzel's a funny word. That's all I really have to say about that. Um, Devonay, um, Devonay, uh, she is another home chef. Love her. She and Trisha really have like this little innocence and like they seem like they're just like like the Mother Teresas of the competition. Just always kind of like you know, it like have this level of innocence when they cook and emotional connection to their dish then they like wear their like uh, hearts on their sleeves kind of and so while it can be endearing it can also be like girl if you don't stop crying and cook your fucking dish you got 20 minutes like we're on a timeline amber is i don't see it for her amber is another southern belle younger than angie also blonde but to me amber never really was able to materialize her potential so in episode one she ranks about 12 and this is like rankings based on chef comments as they don't consistently throughout the uh series rank all the dishes they'll give comments feedback and then they rank usually the best dish or like top three dishes and like bottom one to three dishes depending on how many people have to go up for elimination um, so for episode one, they had like a bunch of different comments and concerns for 
um, our chefs that were cooking. So for instance, like for Devony, they were like, your skin is too soft, but overall it's cooked well for your sea bass that she made. But they were like, no, you technically overcooked your steak or your salmon was under seasoned. Your scallops, while freaking delicious, were very minimalistic on the actual side ingredients. And that's another thing with Tristan. Like, she never grabs the appropriate amount of dishes or ingredients for her dishes. Like, consistently keeps missing big steps in conceptualizing your dish. And that really held her back. Um, then there's other people like Piet who were able to connect on a cultural and colorful plating to really translate into something amazing. And so that's kind of hard and difficult for other people to combat when you're like, well, dang, this girl is been clicking for how long, even not professionally trained, and just has an eye and a flair for really collaborating, you know what I mean, on these dishes. So I thought that was interesting to see um, who could really conceptualize, especially on the fly, which was hard. So during um, episode one, no one gets eliminated. So it's kind of just like, you know, everybody's getting to meet each other, understanding the rules, understanding the kitchen, whatever. You get like a bye week and people get selected for their teams. And so Ruel, Trisha, Royce, they're all gonna go to Team Ramsey. And so he picked one, four, seven, um, based on the ranking of them versus their other um, counterparts. He also got 11 and 14 in Devony and Kenny. Kenny never really, to me, was able to get a good footing on making a name for himself on the show he was also kind of usually near the middle occasionally like maybe bottom five or top well top five i mean but at the bottom never really a complete standout dish very um to me average i but i mean average among great chefs is still better than uh the best among bad chefs like i don't or equivalent i don't know it's really hard like he can cook but to me, there was nothing being like, you're the one. There was no next level cooking for most of his dishes. I think one of them got a kudos from the other chefs as being just like fucking amazing. Sergio, um, he also was a professional chef like Kenny. And just to me, always was bottom of the barrel. Too cocky, too hard-headed. I feel like he wanted to eliminate himself. And we'll see when that comes up. And then Courtney... Courtney, girl, you're the reason I'm watching. I saw your post on Facebook. You're like, I'm going to be on Next Level Chef. Check me out. So I was like, oh, got to represent for the culture. You know, to see some of us up on here getting in and uh, excelling. And so that's why I'm like, yeah, 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 I'm going to be there. Courtney didn't have a strong showing in the beginning uh, based on the other people that she was going up against. But definitely, I would say, probably has the best consistent improvement and overall standing from start of episode one to episode nine and we're having 10 air tonight where we'll have to pick a winner and i really am rooting for mariah and courtney second favorite angie and then ruel because i understand that ruel has had top dish multiple times throughout the season but i don't see it for you what ahead i don't see it for you okay
Courtney made a chicken tender with rosemary, cream sauce, and pickled cucumbers. I personally will not pickle my cucumbers. That's more of a personal preference. I think the judges actually agreed too, and that's why the dish placed a little bit lower. Episode 2, all about steaks. Steaks, steaks, steaks. So Ruel again gets top dish. He does a rib cap with chives and asparagus. Ooh, sounds good, you know what I mean? Looked good, I get it. Devony actually placed number two. Girl, she was ready. She was about to be twerking up there. I was like, hey! Girl made a New York steak shrimp that just was ready to go, you know what I mean? It was amazing to see. It was amazing to see for sure. Um, Trisha came in third, and so at this point, Trisha's running and fourth is in third, so you're like, oh, this girl might be a threat, a sleeper. A lot of people dismissing her because she's so diminutive and a little emotional, but she made a really good ribeye. Angie coming in fourth with her flank steak, and again, it was good to see that despite a uh, professional chef taking dish one, the next three chefs were either social media chefs like Trisha or Devony and Angie who were home chefs. And I feel like that a good home cooked steak beating other uh, professional steaks was good to see. You know, really let them people know, oh yeah, this competition is about to be wide open. You know, your standing, your pedigree essentially isn't going to be enough to get you through. You can't get by on just your good looks and your doctorate. You're going to have to make something happen. You know what I mean? And so, um, next up was Zach. And Zach had a top round um, that, you know, really, while the judges overall, they didn't like the outdated plating. And they made a comment about that a few times about just making sure that you're plating appropriately for the century, the decade, and also to make sure it's actually appealing because people eat with their eyes. And if you can't get someone to bite or order a dish, then you've already lost the battle. But it was beautifully cooked because they had to try it. You know what I mean? Um, so that was good. This is um, an episode where Mariah made her chicken fried cube steak and the waffles. And it was inventive, well cooked, and looked really good. And cube steak is actually a really poor cut. So to be able to like elevate that dish, they were loving it. Few people had raw food, though. I don't fucking understand it. Courtney, the steak was raw. The carrots needed to cook a little longer. Sergio, raw food. Are y'all trying to kill the top chefs? Because if you are, shoot them. I don't know what you're trying to do, but they niggas out here, they don't want to even eat your food now because you're struggling, you know what I mean? Kenny, undercooked. Flaming yo. Undercooked homemade gnocchi but it's hard to make gnocchi in 30 and 45 minutes so they definitely gave him a little bit of leeway with that you know what i mean um piet had a try uh tip also undercooked bok choy gross she might as well offend them dirt you know how terrible undercooked bok choy is amber made a short rib only used three ingredients Burnt the sesame, but undercooked the damn short rib and under-seasoned it. I was like, at least hers wasn't considered raw, but shit. A lot of the dishes, that episode just wasn't hitting. I'm gonna do about three episodes uh, per episode, not to really bog it down. I don't want to go over like 30 minutes, because um, there's a lot of shit to cover, and we're gonna cover it. Like, 
you're going on this ride with me. So join me, okay? Yeah, boy. Um, so where were we at? We left off. Oh, A made a Korean barbecue steak, really sticking to what she knows. Comfortability, I get it. You don't want to go too too wild and crazy. Now, what I like is that the top dish for episode one was made on the bottom level. The least amount of actual supplies, the least amount of actual ingredients, still a wonderful dish. Then Ruel goes to the top level, gets a rib cap with chives. The first three dishes for episode two are all coming from the top. And the reason being is because there is going to be a level of immunity. So if you get top dish, you save your whole entire team. They can't go home no matter how much they actually cooked and how they played in their actual shit. So that's both good and bad. Because some people definitely would have probably been bottom two had they not been saved by their, um, or at least a little further down, if they hadn't been saved by well. That being Kenny and Royce with the filet mignon um, and the tomahawk. Going actually to the elimination round was Amber and Gary. So Amber had the short rib for her dish one, and then she made a chicken breast with rice and broccolini and a white wine. And they were like, girl, if you're going to cook chicken going into an elimination round, it did seem a little underwhelming, but she was able to really sell it. While uh, Gary made a flat iron dish for his first one, and then a pork tenderloin with sprouts and potatoes and a white wine. And it just wasn't hitting, and so Gary had to go home. And so the first person out is a social media chef. Because again, it's really hard when you're trying to translate plating good and actually tasting good. You know what I mean? Okay. The next one is going to be about infinite possibilities. And so they're really looking at could they elevate certain dishes and just throw in um, ingredients that were cohesive. And so Jonathan actually shows up, takes top dish, um, going to be a social media star, I mean, a home chef, and has spaghetti and clams, which, yuck. But he made it work for the judges with toasted breadcrumbs. The second dish I felt looked a little more appetizing to me personally, and that's A's shrimp and spicy capellini. Uh, both of them working in the best kitchen. The third dish is Ruel, so definitely staying. And like I said, consistently at the top, but I still don't see it for that nigga. I don't care. He made a mushroom gnocchi. Um, Angie made a lobster farfalla, and that was perfect too. And Angie, while bringing up fourth, actually cooked in the worst kitchen. Um, the next three dishes also come from the worst kitchen, and that's Sergio with the pork meatball rigatoni, and Amber with the feta artichokes, with whipped mascarpone and sauce over fusilli pasta. You know how hard it is to whip mascarpone when you're just using one big spatula? Because that's all she had down there. That girl, she was whipping it, whipping it real good. Dun, 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 dun. But anyway, back on track. Courtney, Mariah, and Kenny bringing out the bottom 10 with the Panson chicken scallopini pasta. Lamb chops with eggplant ravioli. The ravioli needed to be sliced a little thinner, they requested, but overall they were satisfied. Courtney and Mariah both cooking in top kitchens, Amber cooking in the goddamn dungeon, and Kenny bringing it up with a hand rolled out parpala, uh, paradella, am I saying that right? Paparadella, and veal chop. I don't like veal. Kenny was able to make the judges love it. Whatever. He was bringing it up from the middle kitchen. 
rounding out the rest of the 11s to the 5 to the 9 9 to the 2000 Kenny Devonay Trisha their dishes were okay nothing really too crazy to phone home about let's talk about our bottom two Royce at the bottom made a pesto with breadcrumbs they fucking hated it okay his uh, dish was just as bad. Zach had the flatbread oyster mushroom crispy pancetta with marsala sauce. Yeah, all of it sounds good, but what actually happened when they were forced to bring their plates up to get them this level of rating? Well, so for the first dish, they just really didn't like how it was cooked and how it tasted. You know, it wasn't elevated. The other dishes were a lot better. And so they were looking at not being as good, not being cooked, being burnt and raw at the same time. It was wild. He told them he had a special flair for fucking shit up. And he meant it. I feel like he meant it. So they go battle to battle. They're in the basement now, fighting it out. Zach Zach makes um. A Thai-inspired shrimp and chili with wide noodle. And Royce makes a spicy pork peanuts with a chili rice vermicelli. And they just wasn't seeing it for his vermicelli. And so Royce has to go home. Honestly, I think it was a good decision. Overall, again, Royce was kind of all over the place. Worse than Trisha almost at that point in time anyway. With securing his dishes, conceptualizing, and then manifesting it to a good plate. Like, you just can't be doing certain shit this early on into the competition. You want to stand out. About to hit the 30 mark. We're going to wrap it up. 3 and 30. There we go. And I'll catch you for another three episodes of Next Level Chef. And we'll be predicting...